Hi, everyone, and welcome to East Coast Office Hours Fan Bites Friday Afternoon Podcast with me, Mary Kay, and Danielle Riando. Hi. Hi. How are you on this Friday? I'm. I'm well, I would say. Um, it's a kind of a gray afternoon. It really is. Uh, yeah. Sort of that kind of. That kind of sky that could be any time almost. It's <laughs> yeah. dark enough that it it could be five in the morning or five in the evening. Um, when I lived in Seattle, it looked like this basically all the time. Oh, constantly. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, a, it's a gloomy, gloomy sky kind of place. It's true. <laughs> it is. It is. Um but New York is like this for like three months out of the year, too. That's the thing that nobody tells you when you move mm. to New York is like it's not consecutive usually, thank God. But like a solid three months out of the year, the weather will be just the most depressing thing in the universe. And uh, yeah, we do get sunny days in between, even in the winter, which helps. But oh, it's uh, it's rough. And so that's why you got to make your own um sort of motivation for being alive. Um, mm. What I've done lately, and tell me if you think this is banana pants. I have decided that with the time change, we now have three segments of night. We have night one, which okay. lasts from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. We have night two, which lasts from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. And then we have okay. night three, which is like basically 12 a.m. until I wake up which could be a variety of times, but it's till I wake up. That's so what subjective. characterizes these three phases? Yeah. What, what makes them distinct? Yeah, definitely. So night one, uh, so that's four to eight. That is when mm-hmm. I am in a period of mostly still working uh, because I, I, I still kind of feel like I'm on California time, even though I'm genuinely mm. not. It's just that so many of our folks are sort of on California time. So I'm kind of considering myself still working uh, most of that time. But towards the end of it, I might break off for a workout. I might decide it's time for food. Like that's like the mix of things, right? That's when there's work, there's workout, there's food, there's all kinds of stuff. Now, night two from eight to 12, that's when I try to do more leisure activities. Mm -hmm. That's when I try to you know, watch things or listen to things or play things for fun and not just work and, you know, like see friends on Zoom, that kind of thing. Like that's a good night two activity. Uh, Play with my cats, my dog, uh, you know. And then uh, night three is just for like hopefully getting ready for bed and sleeping. Uh, As much of that as possible is night three. So yeah, that's what I've, uh, that's, it's, it sounds banana pants, but it actually has helped me uh, get through these gloomy days a lot better. I'm kind of like, all right, there's daylight time, and then there are my three night faces. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I actually wanted to talk to you today about a subject uh, that is kind of near and dear to my heart, and it was something that came up yesterday, uh, and that is the subject of cart racers, uh, specifically bad cart racers because you and Nikki streamed a Nickelodeon cart racing game last night. Um, yeah, we did the sequel. They made two. They made two. That's, that's wild. They made two of them. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, um, 
I've played a lot of kart racers in my time. Yeah. Not all of them. I think not as many as some people, but I've played a number of them. Yeah. And uh, that's like a weird genre of video game, right? It really it's is. It's like a, a genre of game that basically Nintendo invented. And then everyone was like, oh, we could do this. <laughs> basically just the same exact formula. Like there's right. tiny tweaks, but nobody has ever really like, I guess you could arguably say there have been a couple that were Diddy Kong Racing actually is a little bit of a different beast. Because I think it, Rare put their own spin on that one. Yeah, they, they they did, actually. Yeah, that was maybe different enough. But outside of one or two examples, very few genuine tweaks to the formula. Uh, but it's still... I'm of the opinion that even a bad kart racing game, as long as it's generally functional, you can still kind of have a good time with it. Versus like other types of game, there are some types of game where if it's not kind of good it just really isn't that fun um, right yeah it's just kind of there a fun are formula. yeah <sighs> something about that formula just i think people realized uh you know a racing game i think once you have an engine for a racing game then it's it's very easy to put different assets in much yeah. like a, a first person shooter engine or something like that um but pretty much every property that has gotten to a certain level has a kart racing game. So, you know, obviously everyone knows Diddy Kong racing. Everyone knows Mario Kart. Everyone knows crash team racing, but, or crash nitro kart. That was the, (laughs) yeah. The more recent one, right? I think. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, there was a Bomberman kart. Oh my God. Was there? Yeah, there's a Looney Tunes racing. I did know about the Looney Tunes one. I always wanted to... Was that on a Dreamcast, I feel like? Uh, it came out in 2000, so it may have, it may have been. Okay, gotcha. Um, there was an Eminem kart racing game. No. What? Yes. yes. What was, okay, who's in the Eminem kart racing game? All the different M&Ms. Wait, really? Oh, I thought you meant oh, the rapper. Oh, no. Sorry, not like all the different personas of Eminem, like Marshall Mathers, Eminem, Stan. That would be great, though. That would be very good. That's honest to God. That's what I pictured in my head. Like, I had different eras of Eminem racing against each other and, like, yelling at each other as they pass by. That would be that would be fun. Um, <laughs> there is a uh, a Linux kart racer. Okay, good. That just has all of the shitty, sad mascots of various open source projects. Oh, that's um, incredible. Just those fucked up weird little birds and penguins and stuff. And uh, those disgusting little creatures. <laughs> so if you want to play a Linux kart racer, you can do that with all of the great Linux mascots. Wow. Uh, there's a Toy Story racing sure, game. Sure, sure. That one kind of makes sense. That one, I, I could see that one for sure. See, I have, when I think about... Um, about Toy Story and racing, I flash back to the part in the Super Nintendo Toy Story game where you have to control the RC car from an isometric perspective under a a strict time limit. And I just start sweating. And so I can't even really think about that. Um, What else? There is a, there's a Pac-Man kart racer. Oh, wow. Um, uh, there is, I, I do remember Star Wars Super Bombad Racing. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. With super deformed Star Wars prequel fucking yep. characters. Now, if I could turn your attention to the um, the box art here, there are two recognizable characters uh, here. I don't know that I recognize the camel man. Sorry. In the center. Sorry, the camel man? The ca- is this the sorry. camel man? Is that That's camel fucking Sebulba. If you could put oh, some respect on his name. Sebulba. That's Sebulba, who it's is Anakin's important. rival in the cart in the uh <laughs> the racing part. Um so I'm so sorry to Sebulba for just I'm like sorry. this slander of just like, oh, he's a camel man. So no, sorry. he's a weird guy who walks on his hands and uses his feet to like manipulate things. And in the uh, the other racing game, he's broken because he's the only character who has an attack because he can shoot fire out the side oh of, his, of his vehicle. What a cheating asshole. Oh, yeah. No, he's a bad man, but he's oh, great. Good. Oh, um, okay. This is, a, I promise it's a very brief one off, but for a long time, whenever I was having a bad day, I would go to the, you know, 70 minute documentary on the making of episode one, uh, Star mm-hmm. Wars episode one, which is just, it's just a clown shoes disaster. Cause of course it is, but it's like a lovingly filmed documentary about this clown shoes disaster. And there's a brief moment where the guy doing Sebulba's voice does the line read like a hundred times. Of like, oh, 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 oh. And he just like, <laughs> it's just like the most clown shoes, like, oh, doing a little more like this, Sebulba. And it's just like, oh my God. Uh, 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 uh. And it's it's a good moment. And that's all I have on Sebulba. But I'm very glad that I mistook him for Camelman today on this day of our uh, There's a Hello Kitty car racer game. Oh shit, really? Yeah, it's called Hello Kitty Cruisers. Um, that sounds cute. That actually sounds very cute. There's a game called Mole Cart. Uh, is that like mall madness no mole it's like about oh. moles um it's, angry birds go of course of course oh there's an angry birds God, one. There atari carts okay i did not know about this one um atari this is a a jaguar cart racer and the characters are all from like arcade games and like atari games so you can be classic characters like um, the bear from Crystal Castles. <laughs> uh, or, or Vulky. Or Vulky. Scully. I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah. Um, but, uh, in, yeah, Jordan says, my best friend Patarmigan is here. <laughs> Uh, I kind of want to play literally all of these. Yeah, me too, like, actually. Oh, I did play Lego Racers for sure. I definitely played that. That, I, I don't know if that I played it or That was on the N64, I think. Okay, I remember this, but I don't know that I actually played it. But I do remember, like, my friend had it or something. Like, I remember the box art for sure. Here. It was, uh, one of the earliest, uh, Lego games, I think. Oh, wow. 99, um, it looks like, Yeah. Let's see. There's a Muppet cart game. Oh, wow. I need to play that. <laughs> Michael Schumacher Racing World Cart 2002. So Michael <laughs> Schumacher was like an act, a legit Formula One champion. So like is it just like a champion. big headed version of him? I, I need to see pictures There's of this. There's so little about this game on Wikipedia. I need to go to Moby Games. 
uh, to yeah, really learn. This just okay. No, you know what this is? This is just actual people oh in like real go karts. Yeah, this so karting is what like kids do who are going to actually be professional race drivers later right. in life. So, so I would argue a, that oh, this wow. isn't actually. So while this is the truest to the real life experience of driving a go-kart, I'd argue yes. that this is not in fact a kart racing game because right. it doesn't feature items or wacky characters. It's just sort of like a simulation of this thing. Of like a, a, a sport that is mostly for children, but That's for very for serious children. children. Extremely rich Except and this serious is like, children. This is like adults. As far as it, like the pictures look like they are just like adults. So, um, a dangerous curve is coming is one of the screenshots. A da- that's that's the name of uh, <laughs> the screenshot. There's that, there that cartoon one, Cell Damage. Oh, yeah. I that was like that they one. tried to create like a a new property. Um, Wacky Races, obviously. Yeah. That one had Dirk Diggler or whatever. It sounded like a porn uh, man, but it wasn't a porn man. Yeah, I don't think Dirk it had Dirk something. Diggler. <laughs> right, but it was like... Because that's the character from Boogie Nights. Yeah. Um, but it was something like that. It was like close enough that it dastardly? makes you think of that. Dick Dastardly? That's it. There it is. <laughs> Dick Dastardly. That's the same thing, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, uh, it's not the same thing. Yeah, it's Dirk Diggler. It's one of my favorite movies about a man with a weird hat whose best friend is a dog. And uh, the guy just has a huge dick. Massive. And uh, then he tries to rob, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, right. Uh, John C. Riley, right? No, he's not in that scene. No, Alfred Molina. Oh, right, of course. God, what a good movie. I need to watch that again. It's. Uh, it is one of my favorite movies. It's I've just, never seen the whole thing ever. Oh my God, Boogie Nights. It's so fucking good. Like the cast of that movie is unreal. Mm. The vibes, like especially that scene where they're like yeah. trying to rob Alfred Molina or like trying to, I think they're trying to sell him fake drugs. Right. It's and like he's just walking yeah. around in this like bathrobe and underwear and just jamming out to Jesse's girl. Yes. Uh, it's God, God. I know R- that scene. R.I.P. I just also I just get really sad whenever I watch a movie with um, Philip Seymour Hoffman in it, though. I know because yeah. he, God, we uh, he was like so young, and we could have had, you know, so many more incredible PSH roles. Yeah, God. he was a light in this world. It's true. Yeah. Um, race with Ryan. Yeah, I is, saw that one. It's based on a YouTube channel uh, oh, of a God. child who is on a YouTube channel. They made a game of that. Oh, God. Uh, what else? Garfield Kart. Why is Gran Turismo 6 on here? That's not right. But only Gran like Turismo 6. Mode? Is there oh, a cart mode? There's a cart mode. I'm searching the Wikipedia now. Uh, no, it's just categories, karting video games. So What? I don't, I don't know. Is, I don't think this is correct. This isn't right. <laughs> uh, what are... Oh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force Zombie Ninja Pro Oh my God. Yeah, that, that thing. Oh, wait, it, wait, it's a hybrid... 
kart racing fighting uh-huh. golf game that takes place on several New Jersey golf courses. Yeah. All right. I never played it, but um, yeah. The eight strangest kart is... racing games from is... Game Informer. Okay, okay. Uh, oh, there's a Woody Woodpecker uh, racing game. Can you name like any other Woody Woodpecker characters? Oh boy! (sighs) No, I don't think I could. Don't think. I don't think I could. Uh, there's that penguin, Chili Willy. Oh, okay, okay. That's the only one I can think of. Uh, there is an Inspector Gadget kart racing game. You know that one could actually be cool. Yeah. Because the gadgets could be power-ups. Like, that one I could see, you know, the connection there. There is a Smurfs racing game. Now, I would have a hard time naming more than, like, two Smurfs as well. You know, there's Grumpy Smurf, Silly Smurf, Girl Smurf. Papa Smurf and Girl Smurf. Uh, I just remembered that Konami Crazy Racers exists, and I need to play it, like, right now. Yes, because this is a game where you can be uh, the cyborg ninja from Metal Gear Solid and race <gasps> Goemon. Um, oh my god! From Legend of Mystical Ninja or Dracula or a pop and music character. Oh my god. Okay, so, so here's the next stream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is that on? Uh, game Boy Advance. Okay, I um, remember this coming out before the Mario Kart on the Game Boy Advance. And it being like, people were like, actually, this is fucking great. You don't have to wait for Mario Kart. I remember that being like in the reviews for this game huh. um, at the time. I don't yeah, think I think I it was, I think it was like pretty good. Yeah, it was supposed to be like, oh, it beat Mario Kart. And people were all like, no, whatever, who cares? Just wait for Mario Kart. But it was actually. Yeah, but really can you good. be Gray Fox in Mario Kart? Right? Can you be. Pastel. <laughs> Pastel or Vic Viper or Dracula? No. No. You can't you couldn't be Konami characters in Nintendo games for another fifteen or so years after this game came out, probably. What's the first Ultimate? One? Um Yeah, Smash Ultimate, right? There might have been others, but like Captain Rainbow might have had some Konami characters. I don't I don't know. Mm. That's a game that I would love to play sometime if it were possible. Do you know about that one? No, I actually do not. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So Captain Rainbow is um, this game that came out. It was for the Wii in, like, 2008. Uh, it only came out in Japan. And uh, you play as a kid who turns into this, like, old like unpopular like you know not in the limelight anymore fictional superhero ah. uh and then you go and i guess it's not all like nintendo based i kind of thought it was but like you meet like nintendo characters like ah. but they're all like like shitty old nintendo characters that no <laughs> one cares about anymore because it's yeah. all about like it's a sort of like an island of lost toys for like Aww. TV show and like video game characters. So what a cool premise. Yeah, it was uh, I th- it never got translated because it was one of those games that's just like extremely Japanese culture sure. Sure. focused. 
Yeah. Um, it didn't do very well, but it was always one of those Wii games that I was like really curious about. Yeah. This looks really fun. Oh, wait. Jordan does have uh, a race with Ryan PS4. Wait, oh, hell what? yeah. Wow. Shop Goodwill, huh, Jordan? That's that's the that's the place. That's the place to go for Race with Ryan. Uh, a YouTube uh, kart racing game. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to make a kart racing game. Always. Always. My whole life. And hey, maybe we will one day as fanbite. I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe. One day. Yeah. Um, um it just seems like a fun genre to like Again, it kind of doesn't matter if you fuck up. As long as it basically works, it mm-hmm. will be fun for 10 minutes at the very least. So, you know, you can kind of you can kind of have fun with it mm-hmm. uh, in so many ways. In fact, there was actually a Mario Kart clone segment in that little, uh, like, N64 platformer kind of joke game, but also it was kind of fun, MacBat64. Oh, I yeah. A few months back, it was like, two dollars on the you know on the switch <laughs> eShop and feels and looks and plays like a rare n64 platformer 3d platformer but with plenty of other little levels that take from other things and was right. actually a very fun little nostalgia trip and there mm. was like a mario kart 64 uh level at least one i didn't actually finish it but there was at least one in the first few hours of that game very enjoyable um, I guess, uh, if we, if we are moving on from kart racers, but we don't have to, do, or do you want to talk more about some other kart racers? Uh, I feel like, hmm, I think, I've, I think we've like plunged or like plumbed the depths. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I, one day I'll discover a kart racer based on like something just completely, uh, bizarre, and yeah. and I'll be really excited about that. Golden Girls Kart Racer, Golden please. Girls? That would be incredible. I would uh, die happy. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. I would actually be beyond delighted. I am like a Golden Girls mega fan. Not gonna. Oh, lie. me too. I mean, I haven't seen all of it, but that's okay. Uh, that would be so good. There was also a joke, like a uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly. Uh, April Fool's joke that there was a Lord of the Rings cart in like the early 2000s. Oh, fuck. Yeah, was, like, that would be Gandalf really good. Gandalf in a fucking cart with his goddamn whatever magic staff and his stupid hat. And it that was a good April Fool's joke. That was a very good April Fool's joke. So just throwing that one out there. I can see that like in my mind's yeah. eye. Yeah, it was it was good. Whoever made the renderings like did a very good job. <laughs> they actually looked kind of great like <laughs> and i also would play that game um not that i care that much about lord of the rings that's just a great oh idea. no i just want to see fucking super deformed golem uh, right <laughs> just being like beep beep my precious <laughs> and he throws rings or whatever who fucking knows yeah like yeah he like turns invisible so that like he can't right. be be attacked or whatever uh, and you can like bait him with a ring off the side of the track or oh, something. Damn. That would be cool. What a what a game idea. That's that was good. Good job, Electronic Gaming Monthly in the year two thousand one or two or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, 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 yes. 
Oh my god, this is so good. Yeah, I knew it was like a Gandalf in a fucking wheelbarrow cart. Like, <laughs> See, this, this is isn't what good. I want. Jordan's posted a picture of uh, this alleged PSP Lord of the Rings cart <laughs> uh, racer, but this is like a photorealistic Gandalf. I'm not interested in that. I want a Gandalf right. with a huge head uh, just yeah. sitting in like a a barrel with wheels or something. Well, I feel like uh, that could happen. That could happen, you know. I think it will happen. I think it might. <laughs> it must. It must. There was, okay, so during, I this is quick, but there, during this time, this era, when there were a bunch of Lord of the Rings games that looked just like this, that's why this is such a realistic rendering of, like, this looks like a plausible game that could have been made in this era, for sure. Um, there was, like, a Lord of the Rings game that was not licensed to the movies, but to the books that had this super deformed look to it and like put them in cards and you have it. Like that's exactly it. So yeah, that definitely happened. Um, okay. But I guess aside from our carding dreams, was there anything you worked on this week that was especially exciting? Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, fan favorite Jackie Arwood yeah. had a piece on a game called Soon Only the Ocean, not to be confused with the game called Even the Ocean. I love that game. Which, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> which came out a few years ago by the creators of, uh, what's that game called? The other Anodyne. one? Anodyne. Anodyne and Anodyne 2. Um, no, Soon Only the Ocean. And uh, this is a game that came out in April of this year, and it was about the effects of climate change on an island. And you can no longer play this game. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it, it doesn't um, work anymore. And like as the game was was going, the island sort of was decaying and like falling apart. And you were tasked with like taking pictures and just like collecting trash and uh, measuring sea levels and all these things. And um Jack has a really great interview with the creator of the game talking about what he was trying to do. Um, And it's a lot about basically just like, you know, um, he said it's like not about trying to convince people uh, of anything, but just more like illustrate the sort of mundane, like mundanity and like the, the sort of boringness that a lot of this stuff requires, like sort of pushing back against this narrative of like, you must do some heroic thing to like save the world yeah. um, and just more be like here off the, the quiet, but necessary things that need to happen. And sometimes you're going to do those things and uh, things are going to fall apart anyway. Yeah. And you need to be able to deal with that. So I thought that was really cool. I'm always fascinated by those kinds of projects um, where they're very deliberately like, you know, um, this is only available for like a certain amount of time. Um, I think that can be done in such a way sometimes that feels sort of just as a way to artificially build hype, but it, mm-hmm. it fits so perfectly for the subject matter here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, games as a medium are, are very bad at preservation generally. So to see something intentionally play with that, I think is, um, is like very smart. And uh, yeah, so I really recommend that piece. And, um, you know, you can see some screenshots and stuff of the game. But uh, um, 
Yeah, there's yeah. an element to that piece that I thought was really interesting. I was talking about um, the creator was saying several players came to it kind of late and they expressed like a lot of sadness for yeah. not seeing the island at its like kind of peak beauty and like almost missing out on bits and pieces of it. And, it, you know, that's a very intentional choice. And I found that really cool that they, they not enjoyed, but like they they liked that people kind of got the point just by being sad for not showing up on day one, kind of, right. which is yeah. which is cool. And I also loved that there was a little bit of a comparison to a game that's probably going to be my game of the year, which is uh, Umarangi Generation. Um, really? Also, yeah, I, I truly love uh, that game. Um, I I like really, really, really like it a lot. Uh, it is similar, at least in some vibes as well, to a Sledge Life, which is also definitely on my list. But it's a little more serious and mm. very much also about like environmental disaster and dealing with it. And the world is is in a rough place and you can't do much about it, but you can take pictures. <laughs> like that's very much, you know, kind of what happens in Umaranki generation. Um, you know, different uh, different vibe in terms of like color choices and at least some mechanics and Umaranki generation does not, as far as I know, uh, actually, you know, it's not like a persistent world that's falling apart, which is a pretty brilliant idea. But I liked that that comparison was made. And I think they're both Australian developers, uh, mm-hmm. which is pretty yep. cool too. So yeah, really, really rad. Um, yeah. I suppose uh, a little bit in terms of, of uh the heroics and like uh, discussions around heroics, a piece I edited this week, uh, Natalie Wiener's piece on a barrier breaker. So last weekend, Mm. um, there was a woman, her name is Sarah Fuller, who was actually a soccer star at Vanderbilt University. She became the first woman to play football um, at a power five university uh, game. And so she kicked, you know, she was a kicker uh, because obviously she's like incredible at soccer. Um, and it was like this big moment. And, you know, of course there's all the social media buzz and like breaking barriers and, you know, breaking things down. And she, she did a lot of interviews and a lot of cool things. And I even remember this happening. I actually like told, you know, um, my folks about it and they were like, oh, that's great. You know, kind of thing, which on its face, it's a cool, a cool thing. And Natalie like acknowledges like, yeah, this is like a feel good moment, but it's also not acknowledging a lot of stuff that's happening in the background where, mm. hey, it's so exciting when somebody breaks a barrier, but then what happens after that, right? There's right. no infrastructure. There's still so much uh, in place that is keeping a lot of barriers <laughs> in place. There's still the fact that the only reason she actually played in this game was that the entire special teams um, section of the team, sorry, I'm not much of a football person, so excuse me if I don't get it all right, but like the several players on the team uh, were quarantined for COVID. So they'd like mm. emergency needed somebody who can kick really well. And they were like, oh, this, you know, this woman can obviously kick in- insanely well. So let's have her come out kind of thing. Um, so much about these feel good moments of like heroics, you know, something like saving the world or like breaking a barrier in, in gender in sports or-, or something like this. Like, yeah, it's exciting and it's fun. And then there's so much more quiet work to be done behind the scenes that will mm-hmm. never get attention, that will never get the kind of, uh, necessary examination that it really does kind of require and it really does need that that work. So really interesting column that's like, yes, this is a good moment. Like, let's not like take away from this woman. She did a really cool thing, but <laughs> there's so much more going on here than just this one kind of cool moment. Uh, I really liked that piece. I really, I liked Natalie's work. Of course I do. Um, but it's very much about these intersectional things. Um, so it's like not just sports. This is, this could apply to anything. 
basically. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. It's, I think there is that, um, attraction to novelty or to like primacy, but the question of like what happens after that. And also like a lot of, in a lot of those conversations, I think the race to sort of be the first can often obscure like other people who have been doing things before that, but maybe like aren't remembered or like, um, you know, technically didn't do the thing, but like we're laying the groundwork or right. So yeah, that's, it was a very cool piece. Thank you. Yeah. I'm saying thank you. I just, I'm saying thank you for, as an Adelaide. That was me being, you know, uh, possessed. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, she does. She she makes that point as well. And of course, saying that, like, also, like, she wrote a piece a, a few weeks ago about women's football leagues in America. Like, women do play football in America. They play tackle football. <laughs> like, there are leagues. They're not maybe on uh, par with the viewership numbers of an NCAA game, but like, it's it's a thing that happens. It's not like oh, this has never happened in the universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Um, was there anything else you wanted to discuss before uh, closing office hours for business? Oh, yeah. There was one other thing. Sorry. Yeah. I had another thing. What is it? Now, they did this on West Coast Office Hours this week, but they started talking about having a new name for the podcast. So maybe this is something we'll table oh, next week. Yeah, no. I mean, this name is changing because but, yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's sort of things happening yeah. at Fanbyte and uh, – do you want to talk about the things happening? Oh, I don't. Is it okay to? I mean, I think, I we'll, we'll talk is. about it more broadly. Yeah, we I can think. table it and talk about it next week. Um, but yeah, there's just some changes happening with regards to podcast directions and stuff. And yeah. uh, it's all very exciting. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're going to be changing this name definitely because um, office hours, I think we can do better than that. Yeah, right. There's too many. Like, there's like 400 podcasts called Office Hours, and it's just like, well, it's not, it's not that unique, and we're very unique <laughs> on some level, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, if uh, if y'all have ideas, please do send them in to us. I guess on Twitter, probably, or yeah, on our pod- podcasts yeah. at fanbyte.com. I think is also our email address. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, well, with that, thank you all so much for listening and being here. Uh, we are getting ready to close office hours for business, uh, at least until we call it something else. I'll, I'll keep saying that. Uh, but please do, if you have a moment, uh, rate and review our podcast. Uh, listen to all of our good stuff here at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter or, you know, send us name suggestions on Twitter at Fanbyte Media, on TikTok at Fanbyte, Instagram at Fanbyte, and of course, on fanbyte.com where you can also read all of our excellent stories that we talk about each week. And you can watch all of our good streams, including that uh, Nickelodeon Kart Racer stream on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Thank you so much to Jordan Mallory for producing and also procuring images and uh, fact-checking live on the fly for us. We really do appreciate that. And uh, Merit, where can people find you online? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Merit K. Amazing. I'm on Twitter at Danielle R.I. if you would like to follow me. And with that, office hours are closed for business. Bye. Bye.